It's the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka a piece of shit. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. Hey man, how you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm right, I'm a piece of shit. I just realized. I mean, if that's what you want to say to yourself, you know, you tell me, be kind to yourself, Chris. Speak nice things to yourself, Chris. And if that's what you want to call yourself, I'm a rock with it. We'll make it no, work. No, w- what it really is, is I am really the potty mouth of the South. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't be in character if I wasn't swearing at the very top of the episode. So I have to be swearing at all times. I realize that's my, that's my uh, niche or as the, the Americans call it, niche. My niche yeah. is I have to swear. That's my value that I offer to this podcast <laughs> at this point is to swear every third word. Um, but today, you know, we have um, a very special guest, um, someone who is fan requested, someone that obviously we are well aware of um, and have uh, much regard for. Um, he, I would I would characterize him as an aficionado, a real lover of the craft and the art. When I read interviews or watch interviews, I see things that I'll be like, yo, I do that too. I like this guy. Like, I really resonate with the, hey, man, I'm just going to do it all myself. Fuck you all. I don't give a shit. It's for the music. I'm going to collect everyone. And he has a real good ear for music. And uh, obviously, we're going to get into it. And we're, we're going to talk about a soundtrack who I fucking love. But we are with the one, the only DJ House Shoes. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I appreciate y'all giving me some shine. You know what I mean? I love First, we should give... um all love and due to uh, Sean Dammit, uh, Sean Kantrowitz, who I call my brother, and then he says to me, bro, I, I don't I don't know you. Um, we've never been in the same room with each other. Why are you calling me your brother? I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay. I'll call you my virtual brother then. He said, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, splitting hairs. We're just splitting hairs. We all each other's brothers if you want to get down to it. I, I mean, mean could, yeah. I mean, we, we, I'm, not his, I'm not his brother. Shoes, nah, I'm not his brother. Listen, bro, you, you ain't got the bloodline to be a part of my family life. We're really going to go there. Really. <laughs> you got to relax. I come from Kings, bro. Now, nah, me. Man, dude, man, we, had, we had this conversation the other time about how I'm brown. I was born a king, but that's okay. Um, It's okay. It's okay. But no, shoes, the shoes, you're here. You're here. Listen, we appreciate you. Um, And we've got a lot to get through and we'll, you know, jump around. Um, But um, one of the first things I want to talk to you about is um the label, uh, SCM. Let's get straight to that with the new releases. Um, I mentioned soundtrack. He's unbelievable. I love the flip stuff that you got with him. I mean, he put something on his Instagram months ago. It was a flip of the song cry sample, and I've not ever managed to get it out of my head in the way right. he chopped that. Um, right. So talk about the new releases on the label, working with soundtrack, Mike and Keys, and, and let's get into the kind of promotion side right at the top before everyone Work. drops off listening. So let's do that. <laughs> Street Corner Music was a record store that I started working at maybe... 1994 so damn near 30 years ago uh it was the first record store that allowed me uh to to be a buyer they 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 trusted me uh with their money you know what i mean and when i was getting ready to start the label up proper i couldn't think about what to name it and it came to me about a week later i was like they were the first ones that trusted me with the bread to kind of curate the shelves and the ears of their customers. Um, and yeah, 10 years, this is the 10th year of the label. Uh, 
basically instrumental hip hop. I'm I'm good with beats. You know what I mean? Um, we just dropped the Mike and Keys record. Uh, me and Mike and Keys were playing tag for years, and then Nip passed, and I went to the studio, and Mike looked at me and said, "We want to do a record on street corner music." <laughs> Usually, I'm the one approaching. I don't really, I don't take projects. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was like, "Well, guess what the fuck you about to do?" <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely uh, it's all personal. It's a labor of love. You know what I mean? Uh, the foundation of of the foundational goal for the label is just existence. Uh, it's a very low ceiling that I keep just to kind of protect my heart. You know what I'm saying? Because this is all I know. This is all I do. And it's very easy for this shit to get ruined just like that by not keeping your eye on the sparrow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm blessed and honored to be the vessel, man. You know what I mean? Somebody's music makes me feel some kind of way. Usually if it makes me feel some kind of way, there's a bunch of other people it's going to make feel some kind of way too. Yeah, I feel that. I keep my eye on the sparrow and you keep a low ceiling. Mm, I felt that. Tell me about um, Street Corner Music, the store, because my happy place is a record store. Right. When I go into record stores, I just like touching vinyl and CDs. Even if I'm not going to buy at a particular time, I just feel yeah. it. Like, right. take us back in time, walking into Street Corner Music, the record store, like, what was the vibe like, you know, staff members, teams, and what kind of music were you listening to? Do you remember any particular albums yeah, from that time? It's actually a really, really, really crazy story. Uh, about five years ago, I went to a photo exhibit. Um, it was a B-plus exhibit. It was him and Danny Hastings and a third photographer I can't remember. And I walked in and I was greeted with three Danny Hastings covers, Cuban Lakes, 36 Chambers, and Hard to Earn, all pressed from the original negatives. It was like a fundraiser for this, this school for children. And they were like three, four hundred dollars a piece. I ain't never spent no money like that or nothing. When I first walked in, I just looked at it like, man, this shit is gorgeous. Like, wow. And something kept calling me back to it. You know what I mean? And I was leaving. And the other, the Wu-Tang joints had sold and hard to earn sitting there. And something's just telling me, man, you got to cop that shit. And I copped it. And two weeks after the show was done, I brought it home and I unwrapped it. And I fucking realized that I went to Street Corner Music for the first time to buy hard to earn. I went to fucking street corner music. I heard about this record store. It's like a mile from the crib. And I fucking asked them if they had hard to earn. And I knew they wouldn't have the vinyl. I thought they'd just have the CD. So I asked for the CD. And they were like, we're sold out of the CD. But we got one copy left of the album. And, you know, I grabbed it. I go on the floor. I'm doing Snow Angels and shit. And I'm like, man, this spot is dope. You guys need any help? And they were like, we don't have any, we don't have a budget for another employee, but we could pay you in credit. So the day I went to Street Corner Music to buy hard to earn was the day I was hired at Street Corner Music. Oh, so I got hired at St. Andrews Hall like a month later. And I fucking met JD like six months later in the same spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 
you know what? It makes me, it makes me reflect on, you know, what Summit said in the intro about you being a connector of people and record stores being, you know, a connector of community, not just for music lovers, but for people. And it's, it's made me think uh, about six months ago, I was in New York. I was staying in Ocean Hill and I became very frustrated, Shoes, because I'm like, where are all the record stores? Like, I'm thinking, where this is New York. Where are the record stores? And I'd love to hear from you as someone who's worked in record stores, has a label. Can you talk about the importance of the record store in a community sense and what it brings to a community and why they're important? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're the, we're the curators. I mean, of course, record stores are in business to sell records. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not making your money off of it. the people who really fucking love music. You're making money off of these motherfuckers coming to buy a $50, like Taylor Swift record or something. That's what keeps the lights on. But it's church for us, for music lovers. I mean, I'm not an overly religious, I'm not a religious person at all. I'm not really that spiritual. Music, hip hop is my fucking church. You know what I mean? So that's where I would have sermons in there. I'd be up my hours talking my shit and, you know, just doing the most that I can. I would, you know, I would get, or I would break a record on a Friday night at St. Andrews, but then you could come and buy it from me the next day at Street Corner Music. It was an immediate bridge. You know what I mean? We couldn't stream shit back in the day. You was lucky if you got your hands on some mixtapes. So I was really, I was really proud of that. Like, not only did I, I was, I really just wanted to always play new music for people. I wanted to get the shit first. You know, when I'm fucking 10 years old, my pops take me to the record store on the weekends. You know what I mean? Am I going to get this Sir Mix-A-Lot tape or am I going to get straight out of Compton? You know what I mean? Like all those memories and just sharing it. Uh, I love music a lot, but I don't want to just sit in a room and listen to it by myself for the rest of my life. The joy that the, one of the main joys I get out of it is sharing it with other people. You know what I mean? And that's what we're doing still, you know, 30 years later in the game from selling people records to making music and producing to selling people records like street corner music, my catalog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel, like, no, I feel you, man. There was a, there was a spot in London I used to go to. I, I picked up like little brother. Um, I got put onto living legends. You know, they, I would walk in there and they'd save stuff for me. They'd be like, Oh, we think you might like this. And I'm like, okay. And then they introduced well, me yeah, to Buff, I mean, Buff like, One. You build relationships. The relationships you have with the record store are some of the most important early, early relationships in our lives where you really start to understand, like, damn, they don't talk to everybody that walks through the door. They talk shit about the majority of people that walk through the door, but they stop and talk to me every time. You know what I mean? Or you build it. I mean, there's a lot of record stores now. Honestly, it died for maybe a, a decade, but there's so many fucking record stores out here. I'll tell you, uh, the cheat code and it's Pandora's box. It's absolutely devastating if you don't have self-control. But this is an app called the Vinyl District. Yeah. And it's a global location-based yeah. app that will tell you like, hey, bro, there's a record store 300 yards away. And then there's one a mile and a half away. <laughs> and then the one, you know what I mean? It's devastating. <laughs> she, she's like, be careful with it. 
Listen, it's after, uh, like my dad is like in his 70s, so I was explaining to because I'd gone to the record store. See, Alchemist was here, and I was going to go to the pop-up store for Alchemist in London, but I don't live in London anymore. Uh, right. And then I cancelled. I was like, screw that, but I'm going to go to my local record store and spend a couple of hours there. So on the way back, I'm, call I'm calling my dad, and he's like, where'd you go? I, like, I went to the vinyl store. What do you mean? I was like, I bought some records. I bought like a Bolly like 70s vinyl, like 70s Bollywood vinyl, bought like some major figure stuff. I bought like, you know, I bought some stuff, right? And I'm explaining to him, I said to him that, like, you know, when we go on holiday as a family, me, my wife, and I'm obviously my child now, but when we'd go away, I would use Vinyl District or Discogs as a way to go, right, we're going, we're going Valencia. Where's the nearest record store? Okay, we can't stay here because it's too far. So we were, I would, sadly, she won't listen to this, frankly, but get hotels booked near <laughs> a record store so that I could then go, right, I'm off, I'm going to do my own thing. Like Valencia, I picked up like this Frank Sinatra like vinyl, which is all in Spanish, right? It's him yeah. in English, but I just love the fact that it's a Spanish press. And yeah. Vinyl District and things like that are just amazing for that. Because yeah. for me, like I don't drink, right? I'm not an alcoholic. But I sometimes I feel like the record store owner, when I go in and I know them, is like the same feeling as someone goes to a bar and is speaking to a barmaid or a bartender. It's the and same exact fucking thing yo like there might be a bottle that ain't on the shelf you know what i mean because everybody that works in the record store has got their stash they got like a personal like i would usually have like a personal stash and then like if there was some crazy like dollar record shit that would come in i just tuck it for the homies you know what i mean the expensive records got to go up over the wall because you start getting yelled at if, if you're talking all the expensive shit. But the dollar records, I don't give a fuck about that. Homie come in like, what you got? A dollar. <laughs> but that's, that, was, that was a taught behavior because, yeah. I, I, you know, I learned that from being treated that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when, I, when, I, when I first, when I, when I moved, when I, where I moved from, a record store popped up. Um, and it was good because, you know, record store day, I'd do record store day, but I'd also like to go to the record store. Right. But he, I walked in and his name was Vince and you know, I got friendly. I'm a friendly kind of dude and I talk a lot. So I'm a friendly kind of dude. And then right. he said, what are you into? I said, look, I, I like everything, but my things are, I'm looking for some funk, some soul, some Lenny Williams, some Patrice Russian and some hip hop. And he said, right. okay. And so he said, he saw me just rolling through everything and I might go buy some, some stuff from the who or whatever. I have an yeah. eclectic taste. Right. You know, if I if I if there's a TV show and the song I like, I'll Shazam it and go right. I'm buying that vinyl, right? It's like things like that. And then he was like, "Yo, I've got like three crates of hip hop in the back that I haven't put out yet. Do you want to go through them all?" And I just spend a good. That's it. Boom, Whoa, boom, boom, boom. I think, bro. I I went to record time one time when a dude had just dropped off like ten crates, and I probably spent like six hundred dollars that day. You know what I mean? Like, it's the luck of the draw. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. something a lot of people don't get lucky like that because, I mean, that shit, back in those days, two hours later, the calls that went out and the, the birds have come and, and eaten. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a skeleton love. Yeah, but Chris is right. Like, you know, back in the day, you'd have people that would just save stuff for you. Yeah, and it go made pick me it feel up special. Saturday. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was... made me feel special. I remember when I went to the record store, the guy was just like, look, I've listened to this. I think you might dig it. It was um Buff One, Pure Album. Wow. And when he played it, I'm like, who is this? Wow. I love this. So I ended yeah. up buying that album and Living Legends the same day. And I've been fans of them ever since. So yeah, record stores are important in terms of curating taste and shaping perspectives. And you guys talking is making me sad, man. 
I'm getting sad. Nah, no, to be sad. Right. I, went, bro, still I, went, I went to New York. I went to a New York record store. It was in Manhattan. That's probably my first mistake. And they had right. one Mary J. Blige CD and Ant Banks. And that was it in the hip hop section. Wow. That was it. That's, that's, that that, I mean, that makes me sad. Imagine, imagine a motherfucker handing you a, a dollar copy of, you know, Lyman Woodard Organization, Saturday Night Special. Dorothy's Heart, Dorothy Ashby. You know what I mean? These records are hundreds, almost thousand dollars now. You know what I mean? And it wasn't because somebody didn't know. It was because a homie worked there and it was a clay. It wasn't a dollar copy. It was clean and a motherfucker. You know what I mean? He just, I used to do that shit. By, I, when, I was, when I was a buyer at, at a couple of shops, somebody would come in with a collection or a couple of crates. And if I didn't know them, I'd be like, look, I'm going to make, I'm going to pull some shit for myself, but just tell them you're giving them to me. I'm going to pay them for you anyway, out of the store of money. You feel me? It's going to go in there. Trust me. And if they didn't agree to that, I would keep that same stack and I'd just price them all 94 cents. And they'll work at the shop. So I'm paying probably like a quarter a piece for them. Love that. Most Love expensive that. record that I own. It's like a seven hundred dollar record. I paid a quarter for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my no. Like when when I um this was I would say about six seven years ago now. I was in London. I think it was Sister Ray Records in in Soho in London. Yeah, yeah, that's the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went there and they had, listen, listen. Let me tell you something, shoes. They had a ninety four original OG pressing of Illmatic for eleven pounds. Wow. The reissue. The reissue. Was twenty it's pounds. Quite much. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what's wrong with this? And I was like, um, I checked it, and you know, I said, can I, can I, can I play this? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm playing it, yeah. I'm playing it over, and I'm playing it over again. I'm just checking it. if there's any bumps, scratches, if it yeah. jumps, even if it does, I don't care. I was right. like, Are you, this, this, this is ninety four. I'm reading everything just to make sure, like, I ain't being duped here. Eleven pound, bro. Eleven pound for a ninety four OG pressing, and it's like clean. I was like, I'm gonna get this cleaned up. I've got the vinyl cleaner. I'm like, yeah, I ain't that's packed away. No one's touching that. It still like, happens, man. It still happens. And the, the, the key is to know uh like the DNA of the store. What is the store? What do they like? What is their moneymaker? Because if it's not like a hip hop store, they don't give a fuck. Or if it's a rock store, you'll fuck around and come up all crazy jazz shit or crazy soul shit just because they're not checking. 98% of stores are run by discogs now. I mean, the price range and shit, which yes, is... absolutely. That 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 kind of even the, like leveled the playing field a little bit in terms of pricing no, because you could... Destroyed, it's destroyed the playing field. Like a stadium, it's a crater. There used to be a stadium there. It's yeah. just a big hole now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually saw someone come into the record store one time to sell some stuff. And they were looking on Discogs whilst they were checking the stuff in to see yeah. how much it was. I've paid some crazy money. I mean, a few months ago, shoes. I was so let me just go to the record store and see what they got. And I've been. I found an original of a CD, Cellar Dwellers, the last wow. be first. I was like, oh my god, twenty five pounds for a CD. Wow. For the CD, I, I mean, paid I paid it. I, I paid over here, probably find that at a, at, a, at a thrift store for like a dollar. 
You know, it's what sell I mean? it, it's man. I needed it. Uh, you know, uh, we, we will absolutely move on to other things. But I just let you know this morning when I had to go see my daughter for a little bit, just look after her for a little bit. Um, right. There's a charity shop near my grandmother's. It's a charity shop, and I just saw CDs and vinyl, and I had to go. It's like a calling. It's like you know, in Stranger Things, where the the upside down world, wherever it is, they get Demogorgon calls out for you. <laughs> it feels yeah. a bit like that. So I just go in and. Like on my knees, just going through crates of nothing, but yeah. I just needed to do it because it's therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. That's just you know. South South to Mister Thing, man. The, the, mm. the oh, yeah. You ever go to Mr. his shop? No, I haven't. His is no, down yeah. in I think South, I think Brighton area. But miss, listen, Mister Thing is one of the best DJs we have out here. Well, I mean, yeah. above, above and beyond that, he's one of the greatest people you'll ever meet yeah. in your life. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's yeah. a man. Listen, all you get records are good, but people energy like he has a fucking incredible energy he's just a very kind person he's a fucking genius with his music and he's he's fucking done me so many solids uh what a what a king yeah shout out to mr thing now definitely uh, you love love that guy i love that go on chris now i was gonna say let's let's go back in time a bit mr shoes so in my in my cd hoarding days i came across your album let it go and i'm gonna be honest with you shoes i didn't know what to expect it's just house shoes, isn't it? You got a name we can trust. So yeah. I want to go back to that album. Talk about the moment you realized, okay, it's album time, and tell me how you hooked up with. Um, I think it's Trez Records because they've got a few of my favorite albums as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Oh, I honestly could tell you, I forgot. But let me get a cigarette for this. All, <laughs> all good. While shoes gets a cigarette, um, I I'm, I want to go vinyl shopping, but it's too late. It's like. It's too late. No, it's too late. Bro, you got a charity shop near you now? There's charity shops near me, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, when I come check for you, I'm going to have to go to them. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd like going to charity. Look, anywhere I can go get vinyl and itching for it, I'll just go. My wife knows. She sees a charity shop, you want to go in? It's, that's yeah, one yeah. of those things. Got it. Go on, Shoes. Mr. Shoes. All right, so uh, Let It Go came from, like, dealer shit. All that drama, all that bullshit that was going on back in the day. You know what I mean? It was a lot of shit. And the city going down, we ain't gonna go into details. It happened, it's in the past, it's over with, we all good now. But it was just a lot of fucking bullshit going on. And I was like, you know what? Let it go. Like the title of the album has so many layers to it from that type of shit, personal relationships and just layers upon layers. You know what I mean? So I just started hitting the homies up. Um, yeah, I had a, a batch of two and I, you know, actually, no, what happened is I made the whole album first. Uh, I sequenced the album first. So it was an instrumental album first, not planning on being an instrumental album. It's just how I wanted to do it. I wanted to create the movement of the record. You know what I mean? With no raps on it. And then I took all my homies, all my rap relationships I wrote them on a piece of paper and then it was like the old school shit where you have like the word and the definition and you got to connect the dots and shit. I, I got the original piece of paper around here somewhere. I was like, yo, Charlie would be dope on this. Mo would be dope on this. We'll put tone on that. Danny on this one. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, I, you know, it ain't the greatest record in the world, but it's me and I'm goddamn proud of that motherfucker. It ain't really no skippers on it. It's something singular, though. It's not made to 
listen to one song. You're supposed to just press play and let that bitch ride, you know? Got all the interludes. I, that's my favorite part is the interludes, just kind of gluing everything together, putting little vocal drops, little dialogue over it, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's what my fucking life, that was my life 12 years ago. Absolutely, on a record. Yeah, it's a, I, I, it's a really good album. I bought it twice. I bought I the digital and, and, I, and, I, and I bought the CD because it's like, there's certain, you know, we say on this show, there's certain people when they drop something, we don't even have to hear it. We just buy it. Like it's, you know, blue. Buy it. Drops. That's the yeah, goal. That's, that's the goal in any business. It's, I hate the word branding. I hate the word content. I hate all that words. You know what I mean? I just, just make it dope and just be consistent and do do the same thing, if not a little bit better every time. It's all good, man. You know what I mean? It's human. Yeah, I agree. How did you hook up with Trez Records? How did you get their interest to release it? Uh, Trez had put out uh, a few records from the homies, uh, Shaw Jackson, Big Tone. Uh, and yeah, Jakara was a cool-ass dude. And, you know, I thought it would be a good fit. I liked what he did for the homies. I'm not trying to go to Universal Records with this shit in 2012. You know what I mean? I know the landscape. I know how this shit works. And I just wanted to, you know, release a document. A lot of people die without documents. It's like I got my document made. <laughs> Permanent. <laughs> yeah, Trez Records was a great label. Um, do you remember, is it Koss, the rapper? He's on, he's on oh, Let It Go. Absolutely. Before I awoke, my that album, Ooh. yeah, cause cause C O double um double Z. No, that's Dreamville. That's, um, that's Dreamville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This this C-O-double, album before C-O-double, I awoke. I'm sorry, actually. Yeah, before Don't I awoke, I'm gonna send it to you. Submit this album is crazy. It's got Aloe Black, Bloom, okay. Exile. It's one of those. I was listening to it this week. Preparing. Yo, there was a, there's a dude on Street Corner, the only really Nathan. Like I put his record out on on the strength because it was. He had done a beat for Cost, and I was like, man, who made that beat, bro? Like, that shit was crazy. And I just had homies start selling me, sending me folders. I put a record, you know, I put all these records together for the most part. I don't, you can't, like I said, you can't give me an album. I'm not here for that. Your music makes me feel some kind of way. I knock on the door, and it's like, you got to start giving me packs. And sometimes it's fucking 500 beats and we get it all the way down to like 20 and then we sequence them and then I get an idea for the artwork and it's a record. So what's the, what's, what's the processing for yourself and the releases on the sequencing thing? Like how do you, outside of the feel, is it just a feeling? Like It's just immediate. Like this, things either sound like the beginning, the middle or the end to me. If you're listening to them in the context of where would this fall in a project, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a beginner. Like, oh shit, that's the first joint. Oh shit, this is definitely the last one. You know what I mean? And just fill in them gaps and just make, make you know, it's a journey. Just make it make sense. Make it not just be fucking 14 songs on a record. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deep enough, because I'm, I'm always interested in the sequencing of of projects i am not i always say on the show i'm not like a musician or whatnot but i'm always particularly interested in how the flow of a record i when i do stuff like audio stuff from that series or music and sound design whatever i just go with the feeling i simply go does this feel like an intro like you just said does it feel like one does it where does it feel and 
Like, I don't have no musical inkling in that respect. Like, I did GCSE music, but that's nothing, right? Um, but it's, it is a theme, but I'm always interested to hear what other, you know, if there's an art to some people, is it just an instinct for some people? It all differs. But it's just so, like, I, I, I'm a fast worker. Like, I do it, I do what I do, and I do it very well. I don't think there's a lot of people that can, can do what I do as well as I do. Because I can cut fucking 200 beats down to 30 in 30 minutes, 20 wow. minutes, because it's immediate. Don't, don't sell me the beat in the middle of it. I might have missed a couple. There might have been a beat change or something, but it has to be an immediate, a resounding immediate fucking impact each time. You know what I mean? It's got to trigger some type of emotion. You know what I mean? You might want to rob somebody. You might want to cry. You know what I mean? You might want to hug your girl. You might want to take your kid to the park. You know what I'm saying? But it's got to be something heavy. And if not, it's got to be a, a a bridge between emotions. Like yeah. something's crazy, but like, yo, this will fit. You know what I mean? Just easing the motion along. I like that. Yeah. I kind of do the same with my albums as well as feeling and telling telling a story. And then when you listen to everything, it's like, okay, sometimes it's dismissing. Or, you know, how how do... You know what? I I find it's like, I, I like... I think the best albums, they're sequenced in a way that when you press play, you have to listen to all of it. Yeah. That that journey starts. Like oh, when, you start, when you start this whole playlist thing and taking songs out and switching them around, it's like, nah, it messes, it messes it up. Yeah, absolutely. It Context. messes it up. Context is key, always. Absolutely. Sticking with sequencing, though, I, one of my favorite albums, again, you were involved um, in the last couple of years, is The Gift Album by Jametta Rose. Now, I, I, I'm familiar with her name. I don't know too much about her, but it's like, it was street corner music, and I said, let me get this. And crazy album. Like, crazy okay. album. Like, one of my best from that year. But I, no. I know there's a bit of a backstory. It took a, it took a while to come out. Like, can you tell us a bit about you know the process and what what took so long? We started the gift, uh, like right after I did let it go. Damn near ten years ago, nine ten wow. years ago. You know what I mean? Um, I started the label with the series called the gift. It was ten volumes, and it was from uh. I guess what you would call obscure names, people that I knew were dope and needed a shot, or just a document. Once again, if people listen or they don't, it's on a fucking record. It's going to be here till the Bob's drop. You know what I mean? Whether someone dies, their collection gets sold, it shows up in a record store, it goes to some other kid. You know what I mean? And I decided it would have been dope because Jametta's fucking incredible. The greatest song that I ever recorded, Castles. Rest in peace, my brother J1. She gave me that. Unbelievable. So I was like, let's pick a beat off of each of the gifts. Ten volumes, pick a beat off of each of them. You write a song to it. We record it. We got a record. But I'm not a sound engineer. And these records were like, there's no stems. There's no sessions. Some of these are fucking like rough MP3s. And just learning the balance of mixing and recording when you got 50 tracks of vocals and this little shitty two track. It's next to impossible. That shit went through probably like six engineers' hands. I took that shit to Daddy Kev. 
go in theory, Grammy award-winning engineer. And he had it for like six months and he was like, I can't get this anywhere near a space that I would like to attach my name to. And we shelved it. We shelved it for like two years, like six years into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck, I guess it's just a lesson. And then for some reason, one day I was like, fuck the guilt. I was like, my homie Magnetic, my homie Magnetic is an in-house engineer at the disc in East Point on the east side of Detroit. And me and Elzai recorded out of focus there in like 1996, 97, 98. You know what I mean? And he's been the in-house engineer for like Detroit rap music, like hood shit. So I know he's getting fucking trash files for decades. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just waving his wives and making it wonderful. And I hit him up and I said it to him. And he was like, man, this shit is a fucking mess. But he got it done. He got it done. I was really emotional when he said, like, he said final mixes. And then right before he went to manufacturing, he was like, let me do one more pass on it. And he put like another eight hour session on it. And I was in tears when he sent me that shit because I had given up and it's an incredible record, but sometimes like, fuck, like what you gonna do? I'm not gonna release it like on some fucking lo-fi shit. Like it's soul music. I want it to sound present. You know what I mean? And he fucking did that. Yeah. And it's a wonderful fucking record. Please, uh, Check it out if you haven't had the opportunity. Jametta Rose, who was the fucking queen of Los Angeles. Um, yeah, the gift around the way queen. Yeah, when you I wake was, up and it's is, is fire. When you wake up, it's fire. Yeah, I, I, was, um, I was going through some things, some personal things when I listened to that album and it soothed me through that situation. That album That's, right there is, right. is, is, is special. It's very special. Yeah, it's please, medicine. please. Please let please check it out if you're listening to this. Check check the album. I, I beg you, verily verily, I say unto you, like they're doing the Bible, innit? Go and check that. Wow, biblical talk. Yeah, man. <laughs> Over to you, bro. You want to go? You want me to throw it to me? Okay. Um, as we're doing this interview, uh, shoes, I, I realize there's things that obviously you're far more talented than I am, but there's um, characteristics that we share. Getting things done quickly is something that I think has always been my thing, whether it's crap or not, I don't know, but I, I work very fast. It's just who I am, how I can cut through things quite quickly. Where right. someone says, can you take two days to do this? I'll do it in three hours. It's not like a, it's like a general thing that always has been, right? Right. One thing that I guess this is, this is the kind of question for me to learn maybe from yourself or maybe this is some cell therapy. Um, my role as someone in the culture has always been of to connect people. That's my thing. Right. I've always been the, the British guy to connect to people. I've connected people in New York for New York people who live down the block from each other, but didn't do that. Right. So I'm always been the conduit. You, I've always struck, you know, you always struck me as someone who's been the, you've mentioned already the vessel connecting people, the conduit. We can use all the synonyms we want. Um, does for me, connecting people is something of value and I enjoy it because I like to think, see things done for you. Was it always about the love of the music? Was it something from childhood? Because a lot of it was childhood thing for me. I wanted. The other thing is, is I want to have servitude to the culture because I'm brown, you know. So yeah, I always I, felt like I have to overcompensate by my value is I have to connect people as opposed to being an artist, a producer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. For you, has that been the same? And then the second part of that question is, how do you, 
How did you break away from that? What gave you that point to kind of go, I want to do stuff for me now? Because the thing I'm struggling with is I still connect people. No problem. I can do that with my eyes closed. But what do I do for me now? I don't know. So how did you kind of figure that out for yourself? And um, it'd be just interesting to know. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, I just always like to share. I always like to introduce people to new things. It ain't just music. It could be food. It could be a television show or something. You know what I mean? If it strikes a chord, I want them to feel it. Um, I never was able to get away from it. You know, when when Dylan and Proof passed, I said that I had to leave because I, you know, I've been taking care of a city for over 12 years and I hadn't been taking care of myself. So I was like, I got to take care of myself. And then I just came out here and did the same shit all over again. You know what I mean? I'm not driving a fucking range off of street corner music. You know what I mean? Like, I'm helping everybody else. And the literal word connection means put th- put two things together. And the thing that was so whack about the game when you get up close to it and you start seeing it is people try to hold them cards like close. Like they, they keep their Rolodex private. Like my shit is open. What the fuck you need, man? It's not going to get in the way of anything that I'm doing. It's going to assist me at the absolute least because if something happens, I'm the reason it fucking happened. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that clown shit. And don't feel that you have... What I've learned is don't feel that you have to stop caring for others to care about yourself. You know what I mean? It's. I don't think it's going to be that hard to figure out how to do both. But just measure it. What do they say? You can't, you can't give, you can't give with an empty cup. Yeah. And I'm not saying your cup's got to be filled all the time, but just make sure you got something in your cup. Just don't give it all away. Treat yourself like you treat these people that you take care of. I got friends that are some of the best people that I've ever met in my life, and they treat themselves like shit. And I was like, bro, if you were your own best friend, you'd be in such a better place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you would treat that motherfucker better than you treat yourself. And that's you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. No, I just, it's always been my thing to help. I'm like, you know, I'm, I was a kid at school who would bring the new release and share it with everyone. Every time. Like, like I, I still, yeah, vivid, I still yeah. vividly remember. Like, what'd you get? What'd you get this weekend? What'd you get? Hey, let's right. swap. I'll bring it back. We thumb them up tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. I remember when um, Coolio released um, his album. I brought it into primary school. Primary school, we got five, six years old. I bought a TDK cassette because I spent the previous night dubbing it because I used to right. know how to dub shit like when I was pretty young, right? Like I knew how to yeah. dub cassettes, right? Bring TDK, t- TDK cassettes of that. Like when I was in high school, I vividly remember doing. Um, when uh, Tupac had um, How Do You Want It with the on the B-side, Hit Him Up. Like, I'll, yep. have you heard Hit Him Up? Oh, my God. Like, I remember, like, I've always been that. And then I, when I transferred into kind of the music style, hip-hop side, like, my thing is, like, go to Summit. He'll know what to do. And that could that be PR, podcasting, digital right. marketing. Uh, he'll connect you with this person, that person. Like, I put people on a record with Buster, like, like for free. Like, shit. Like, what the f- you know what I'm saying? Like I'd help people get right. signed. Like I love doing that. It gives me a rush and I love seeing it because 
I look at it like I couldn't do it. It's not for me. It's it's not my time. But what I've figured out as I've got to close to 40 is going, shit, what do I do? I don't have my blog anymore. I have a podcast. It's great. I have not, I know, what, do, what do I do for And I'm, I've still haven't figured that out. And I guess it's the first time I've had that problem in my life. Because right. otherwise I just zoom through and just figure it out. So I've come to like a screeching halt to kind of go. I mean, it's a strange landscape we're dealing with now. The world is, the world has changed. We all had to sit the fuck down for three years and kind of creepy leaving the crib now because the crib is so <laughs> yeah. creepy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a lot of uh, mental shit that goes along with what we've gone through. You know what I mean? That you got to take a minute and address with yourself. I'm trying to figure this shit out. You know, I'm, I've paid my rent off of Twitch for the last year and a half. So I'm not like in a rush to, I'm not DJing fucking laundry money. Like, no, nah, you got to give me my fucking fee, homie. You know what I mean? Or I'll just be at the crib. I'm not interested in going out to parties. I've been, I've seen everybody that I enjoy. I'm not trying to be cramped in a fucking role. I'm bougie. I'm about to be 50. If I am backstage, I'm at the fucking crib. And I, and I, and I deserve that. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not being fucking high posts. Like, yo, man, fucking house shoes. I'm not about to be in the middle of all that shit, man. I'm fucking chilling. <laughs> I'll get a piece of pizza or something. Yo, you remind me, I'm going to hand over Chris because you remind me too much of myself, bro. No, bro, know, it's, it's the British truth. British people love cues. I don't do cues. It's the truth. I don't cue, I'm cute. I don't need to leave the house no more, oh, bro. No, no, I never, I never been good with that, but you know what I mean? Like, my wife hates cues. I have to tell her sometimes though, like, it's a problem when you leave the queue, but you need the, the item. So you still right. need the item, but you've left the queue. Now, what, what happens now, innit? I have to go and queue for you. Right. Well, yeah, I hate, I, I hate it too. But yeah, she, yeah, I'm trying to teach her patience. And I saw really like, you know, I'm trying to teach her patience. She needs to learn patience. But still. No, but I mean, there is that. But I guess, well, I guess what I'm saying, and maybe she's just saying, and I don't want to speak for you. You can obviously speak for yourself. But it's thing of like, as we get older, like the, the things that we had to go through in order to get to an event or it's like, we don't want to, like it's these triggering memories when you stand outside and you see a sausage full of people, just dudes just standing outside. And then the the, the male groupies and then they're, like they're trying to get in, like the, into the event with you and stuff. Like, yeah, it's that. Yeah. It's, that I, is. I, I know um, what you mean. I know. I know what you mean. I like. We don't. I don't want to stand next to some. I didn't go through a lot of that because I was always DJing. Right. 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 You know what I mean. Right. Right. Or it was at a venue that I DJed at, or I would have a relationship somewhere, but I wouldn't have a, a problem once in a while standing in a fucking line. I mean, like I said, we're all fucking. We're all people, man. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Our pace. Sometimes we just need to be regular fucking people. Right. That's true. Right. But I feel right. summit though. Like there's certain things that I'm not doing it no more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't doing yeah. it. I'm going to the jazz cafe in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go see Souls of Mischief. Right. I ain't queuing. I'm getting there two hours early. I'm having a drink yeah, and I'm having yeah. some food and I'm sitting down. You lot right. queue outside. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you, you know what you need to do when you go to the, I mean, you probably have Chris, but for the listeners, go see like Angie Stone. Yeah, or someone like that at the jazz cafe. Yeah, put on, my, put on for, some hard bottom shoes and go out for my for my twenty first birthday. I went my birthday for twenty first. Like, what do I do? Like, I ain't got no friends in it, so I took my fake friends to see Angie Stone at the jazz. No, so Dwelle at the jazz cafe, oh, and he bought out Angie Stone, and that place lifted off. But it was respectful. Like yeah. you know, I was with someone, 
and we were done. Like I, I moved away, some dude danced, and she was like, he, "I'm with, I'm with him," and he just kindly moved away like that. And I, you know, right. it was it was a vibe. It wasn't no hip on like, "Yo, what, what?" Like it wasn't like you know, it wasn't one of those ones where like, no, this is getting way off track. But I remember I was in um, New York City, my guy Marzi, and we had some friends of his, and he had to drop a friend off, so he left me with two of these people, like girls I never like knew before this night, and. I'm like, okay, I'm in charge of these girls. Like, I can't let anything happen to them. Not that I'm being toxic masculine in nature, but I'm looking out for their safety. Some dude comes by and wants to dance with them. And she goes, no, I'm with him, meaning me. I'm like, yo, bro, whatever. like, you know, whatever. He's like, yo, you ever come to East New York? I'll fuck you up. I said, I'm here right <laughs> now. I'm not coming to East New York. What the? Yo, if you come. And I, I just started laughing. Like, dude, I'm here. But anyway, at a Dwelle Angie Stone concert, you have to deal with that. If you're in a regular club that are playing DJ Khaled, you might have to deal with that. So that's right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are fucking worthless, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Frustrating. Jesus you know, crap. I t- look, as we as we wind down, um, and Chris, you know, feel free to jump in questions. I've not been to LA, and I need to experience that. Me too. Still, me too. I've not experienced LA. I've like been South by Southwest. I've kind kind of gone through Atlanta very briefly. New York was the place I used to always go. Um, but LA, I have so many people out there now that I like, I have to go experience that, the scene, the just going mm-hmm. out. Like, I feel like it's a different vibe. And it's the new, it's the new and... creative capital now, I mean, after it, like more people are, like people are moving to LA like more than ever now. Is that true, Shoes? Oh, it's not like that. Since I came here, I've, you know, in July, I've been here 17 years. It's fucking crazy. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Dude, that's I mean, a long time. Jay died, Jay died 17 years ago tomorrow. You know what? I just felt chills when you said that. I didn't realize it was, I really didn't realize it was that long. 17 years, yo. It's crazy. I remember where I was it's and what I was long. doing when I heard that news. Can't repeat it on the podcast, but I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Every time he's still here. I mean, he's still the best. Ain't nobody fucking gotten close. It's kind of frustrating. I ain't gonna lie, you know. You see that guy, yeah. I, I, I wasn't gonna get into what it. it's. He was a he was a different gravy, man. It, it's different, bruv. It's just different. I'm not a producer, so I can't explain it in technical terms. But right. I'm just like I go with feeling. You know what you said about the sequencing, and yeah. his music just makes me feel every human emotion I could possibly feel. Singular. I like singularities. I don't elaborate. Like- elaborate for me. If you sound like something else, if I can reverse engineer you, I'm going to listen to the root. I'm not going to listen to the branch. Boss. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool with that. Everything is so fucking derivative. You know what I mean? Like, I need singularities. I need the one-on-ones. And it's a fucking very good collection of one-on-ones over here. You know what I mean? But Jay is the one. Jay's not the one-on-one. He's just the one. Yeah. That was yeah. my fucker, man. He is. 100%. And yeah, I think we have to accept that we're not going to hear something better. So we're just not constantly disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how you guys feel, but in some ways I feel like there's a reassurance that like he's going to be, he will be, he will remain the best forever. Like no one's going to touch that because he just, he, I mean, no one's came close and said, yeah. and like the shit, like, you know, he died 17 years ago. I played shit from fucking, you know, 25 years ago that ain't nobody close to. That's a quarter of a century. It's a generation. 
It, it, you know it's, what I mean? It's, 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 I, I always, I, when I talk about rap, I always talk about football. Some people are just on a different planet. Uh, soccer. They, it, some people just, you can't touch them. They what they were right. able to, the impact. Like you could take all the boxes, all the, the what the, the hip-hop Twitter debate criteria is. Yeah. He's just there and he's on his own. And sometimes it's, it's good for, for no one to kind of besmirch that or kind of even try to go, oh, but someone so was better. No, no, he's just on his own. On his own, on his own planet. I have learned, I think one of the most valuable things I've learned in the last few years is stop saying that something is the best. We all need to do that. Even if we think it is, just say it's your favorite. Say it's your favorite and stop arguing with motherfuckers who ain't going to get it, who don't get it, because we're not even arguing about the fucking art. We're not arguing about the beats. We're arguing about their fucking opinion. Your opinion is arguing with their opinion. Yeah. You feel it's yeah, not yeah. like the actual, it's nothing is getting handled. There's no progression. It's cool. I mean, you can have like discourse and talk about it creatively and all that, but all that, like one's got to go and all that. That shit is the most simple that shit I've seen, man. Another, how about one ain't gotta go? One ain't gotta go. Like, let's get another one. You know, I, I, I said one time, sorry, sorry to cut you, I said one time, someone said one's gotta go. I said, no, I'll go. Keep all of those. You see, Keep you all see, of those. You see, this is, this. see, what you guys are just demonstrating is the is the eloquent way to kind of, I would just say to the person who wrote that, your mum's gotta go. That's what I've gotta say. Yeah, your mum's gotta go. Yeah, but listen, like, <laughs> no, we, gotta we, grow up. we gotta grow up one day you know what i mean you could say the same exact shit i mean the hardest the, the hardest response is no response what the fuck you doing in the comment section of the first place and i mean if, if there's a worse place in this dimension than any comment section ever please tell me and when you realize that why the fuck are you there? Why why do you even read the comments? Like who fucking cares what anybody like read the piece. Take what you take from it. Why are you scrolling it and like what is that? And that's what they got us all caught up in, man. They fucking won, yo. Like death scroll is more valuable to the enemy than gun the invention of gunpowder. Or the bullet. Death scroll has killed more people in this world than bullets. Motherfuckers just. When the motherfucker came up with that shit, like, wait, we can make it so it just scrolls forever. That's one of the most devastating inventions in the history of fucking mankind. I'm 48 years old and I'm fucking. That's all we're doing. You know what I mean? No, it's all we're doing. We got, we got, we got all the value. You know, we TikTok, your Instagram reels. You got, you just constantly Spaces, just clubhouse. Like, they're like, you got to make reels now, and I'm like, no, I fucking don't. No, no, no. You are <laughs> no. real. You don't need to make reels. You are oh, real. Yeah. You're a highlight reel already. Like, don't let any of these motherfuckers tell you you got to do something that you don't want to do. You don't yeah. have to do some bullshit. I never got a Snapchat. I'm not getting a fucking TikTok. Not I don't me neither. YouTube Shorts. 
I'm not going to fucking waste my energy on that shit because all that shit is fucking everything up. That's why my daughter can't watch anything for one thirty seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they've yeah, minimized yeah. thought so much. It's ridiculous. I'm like, could you, I need you to watch. If you're going to watch something, it's got to be at least an hour long right now. Uh, all right, and you gonna write me a, a little piece of paper about what you just watched when you're done? Uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah my, the, my, for the my, kids. My, sorry, go ahead, submit. No, I was gonna say for the kids is is, is day. Uh, you know, we we can joke, laugh, and stuff, uh, or I could. But generally speak, for the kids, like I've got a young daughter, and I'm scared as hell to kind of how do we oh, navigate through? Like, how do we navigate through? There's there's the element of like okay social media and then you got the weird elements of the dark nature of the web and how easy it is to get trapped into that. Yeah, then you yeah. got you know cyberbullying and how yes we had bullying yes we had fights and yes we had these things but now it's amplified because it can be shared not just in your area but the entire world. You can embarrass people. Hey, man, I board, used to have like, to fucking sneak into my parents' bedroom when they were at work and like find the porno magazine. I had to find them and move them because they could tell I was finding the motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of that shit. Like, yeah, it's like mine. Laptops, tablets, like, you can't control a child that wants no. to beat off. No, because <laughs> you know, like, even you know social. What I mean? Yeah, 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 no, like even social, they, they can create different profiles. They can, yeah, like, it's, it's exactly. so, so sophisticated now that. They're ahead of the parents. The parents are gonna be ahead of the game. Yeah, my yeah. My, thir- to... my, my thirteen year old nephew texts me, like I'm like, oh wow. man, like you was just a baby the other day. He texts me, he goes, "Have you gone for your walk today? Have you drank water?" I'm like, first of all, you're too damn nosy. Stop texting me. <laughs> but it's just like, one at one point he's gonna send me a Facebook request. It's it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I'm shook. I'm shook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all we can do is lead by example, man. I thought Facebook was whack, right? And I was talking so much about Facebook. And I deleted my Facebook over a decade ago. You know what I mean? Don't let anybody tell you that we need any of this shit. We don't need none of it. Only no. reason I need an Instagram is because it's a doc. It's like, you know, I'm putting records out and shit. And I got, you know, I do need it for my business shit. But personally, I don't fucking need that shit. I don't give a fuck what none of you motherfuckers are doing. I don't care. But I still look at that bitch for like six hundred hours a day. And <laughs> at least yeah. you can be honest though and admit it, because yeah. like you're doing it, and you're like, man, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just I use social media when I'm bored, but obviously for the podcast I use it, and the obvious connection is fine. But like I could do without it. Um, I just deactivated my Twitter. I couldn't give two shits. Like right. it's there only for legacy. Oh. Like I'll. I'll go That's there, okay. reactivate it, then another 30 days, deactivate it. And I just don't, yeah. I have no, like, I don't, I used to be the head of digital who didn't give a shit about social media. And, and like, I can go through a phase, but like, I, I've got to use it because you've got to stay relevant. But then like, I don't give a shit about that. Right. Um, I like Instagram because it keeps me in touch with my friends and I like to support them, right? Like, I like, like, I like seeing that, right? But then right. they could also send me a WhatsApp if they needed to. But, um, but the way things are going, like, I, Social and like I love I I feel quite good when I'm not on social. I only use it when I'm putting my kid to sleep, so I'm bored. So I scroll and just go. I'm bored. Let it sleep. Cool. But now I'm just going. Nah, screw it. Twitter's off. Cool. I need to find something else. Want to read a book, an ebook? Find something else useful in my time rather than right. being 
you know, entrusted into that kind of circle. But no, I hate you, bro. I hate you. I hate you. I no, what, no, no TikTok for breaking atoms for sure. No, no, no we do. I've, I set up. I set up just now as we were talking. I've set up a TikTok. You're it's a, called you're a, Break you're a the clown. Atoms. You're a clown, and I've bro. got me and you doing AI dances. It's no, you're me a, and you're, you doing you're the mini rock. You're an actual clown, bro. Fucking, I'm a drawing. And my yeah, first, yeah, yeah. my first post is going to be me hanging myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. On on that note. On that note, um, Shoes, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, um, for sure. We we uh, appreciate the candidness, the the chat. Um, you're always welcome back anytime you need. Um, yeah, we want to come and chat. Anything. If y'all want to chop it up, I'm here, bro. Let's do it. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to be more visible without me having to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, fair, fair, fair. That'll peak interest to get some of these fucking records. So you know what I mean? I'm all about it. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you, man. God bless and and uh, stay in touch. And yeah, man. Yeah, Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll be back soon, bro. We'll be back soon on breaking wow. out, man. Appreciate you. Got it. Peace to to shoes once again. Yo, that that was a good conversation. We we went we went into into societal talk. Yeah. In the end, there, but like, um, he's a good guy. That again, appreciate Sean for for linking us up. Like I said, we got some fan requests. On, on having shoes on the podcast and uh, Sean immediately hit me up and said yo I seen people want shoes do you want to hook up I was like oh yes please yeah you're yeah, sharing in it yeah no, sharing, no. bro yeah 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 Shout I'm not sharing Sean. anything with anyone I'm not sharing anything with anyone bro um, the only yeah. thing I can share with people at this moment given what's going on in my life having a, a a very busy schedule and a sick wife all I can do is give you my thoughts and prayers whatever that means okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Thoughts, thoughts, and prayers. thoughts and prayers but you <laughs> Don't you at this point just need to have the hand prayer emoji? Don't you oh, see bro, you do that? In my, at this um, point? That's in my favorites, bro. You just that's have to just do that, right? Yeah, just just bro. Push that. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and yeah, prayers, yeah. man. But yeah. you good otherwise? Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm hearing it. I'm out hearing it. Just I do like you. I want to say I like your um your little setup in the back. I wanted yeah, to say that the, the other this, time. This is the new crib, isn't it? So yeah, I see you got the um, um the little brother. And justice for yeah, all. Yeah, justice. So uh, in the back there. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hold on. I've got to. I've got to do. Before you do smash it. that like button, go before ahead. you before before I talk through what I have in the background there, you just smash the like button. Smash if you're it, on man. YouTube. Smash it, bro. Smash it. Because if you smash it, it means that we become bigger and better and the best podcast in the entire universe. So smash, smash that. that like button. Damn, I should have said at the beginning too. It's also, I should have said to shoes because I think shoes are in. I think shoes would have just smacked me through the uh, through the TV screen. You know, you know yeah. what I, I've taken away from that conversation with shoes. He's cool, and I think I could have a laugh with him, but he don't tolerate fools. He's no, not no, on no, it. no, no. But he, he's he not on got it. the time for it. He yeah, he's not on it, it, bro. He's he's not he, on it, bro. If you're no, no, no. if you're an idiot, he's not on it, bro. Yeah, you. If you ask, if you ask a silly question, you will get not a silly response, but you will get a response that's apt of your question. Yeah, like and for I respect, like, I, and I respect that. Yeah, yeah I, like you get a like for like answer. I respect that. I like people like that because you know where you stand with them. And yes. I like that. And that's you know it. what I mean? Yeah, I, I noticed how you got the um the ghetto millionaire in the back as well. I like I like that, that setup, bro. It's so very, it seems like a very uh, uh a very relaxing space. Yeah, so let's 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 explain this, right? So this is my this is my section of the room. This is my desk. Ghetto millionaire, I'm gonna say it anyway, there it is. There. We were gonna have raw flush, he didn't turn up, so we have to sort that again. Uh, that's Madlib, um, Freddie Kim's Pinata. That's the reissue. Uh, Blue in Exile. Mm -hmm. That's one. Of, yeah, and then I got Leanne Le Havis. I love that album. It's a brilliant album. I've got. Her, I've, got I've got one of her albums. The first one is it? Is yeah. it big enough? Why does that sound? Like big enough. This pause, album. That, pause, that album pause. is brilliant. Pause. Pause. Is and that. Brilliant. 
Sorry, I, I don't do pause. And then we've got like, you know, uh, Sean's Game, Justice yes. for All. We've got the Mick Boogie. God's Gift. God's Gift. We've got Shine Bright by Daniel Smith, Michael Eric Dyson. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Kathy's book, um, Aaliyah. I've got the Russell's signed copy of I Hate When... Um, yeah, I was look, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask you who that who that was. I'm not familiar with that cover. That's La Russell. Okay. Um and then what else have I got? I got Devlin, I got the yeah, I see seven with Drake. Inch, uh, yeah, I got the seven inch breaking out um breaking bad and 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 I've got why am I not why I'm not talking about race as well, just for the for my peoples and that. Um, okay. just let um, just let it know and just let it know. What was her name? Oh god, the author's name. Forgotten her name. Oh, um Rennie Eddie Lodge. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, I, you know, I, I keep, I keep the, I keep the, I keep the things here. But no, this is it's the new crib. So it's a nice, um, it's a nice space. In, 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 the, in my background, I've got my, my air fryer. Yeah, but everyone's got, everyone loves the air fryer, don't it? Bro, it's my air fryer, bruv. I got a fifteen in one in it. It's an air fryer, pressure cooker. Fifteen, bro. In one. I'd be cooking up some, bro. I might start breaking that food channel, bro. So you can do like chicken and all that stuff, bro. And, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm basic in it. I know you don't eat meat, but you, you know, like. It's got this function called steam roast. So when you steam the chicken, it steams it and it's so juicy. And then when you air fry it, the skin is crispy, but it's still juicy on the inside, fam. Okay. okay I understand. I understand. Bruv, I'm going to start breaking that into a food channel so we can on smash TikTok, that yeah. like button even more. On, on TikTok. No, I've been, I've been getting, I've been doing a lot of cooking. There's a guy called um, AB, Smoking and Grilling with AB smoking on YouTube. And, AB, and he yeah. does like really cool recipes. Like he just, he's made me feel a lot more confident in the kitchen, actually. Shout out to him. That's good. I mean, air fries will help too. Air fries uh, have been a godsend for for many people. So, um, smash that like button, and maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a sponsorship with an air fryer company. I'm gonna put my hoodie on because I want to, and I don't really know why. Now I look like why, a, like why have you put Darth... your hoodie on at the end of the interview? I look like a like one of them like Darth. Yeah, but um, you look like a Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sith Lord. I love, I love I the Sith, a... bro. I love them. Yeah, yeah, I need to cut my beard as well. That's another thing. That, that I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you at this point my household chores because it's late, bro. You, you, um, you, you, you look like a Bible character with that beard still. I look like a what? You look like a Bible character, bro. A Bible character. Yeah, I man, don't know look, what you a look Bible. Like a, you look like an Asian Michael McDonald. Um, <laughs> I was going for uh, Asian Michael Portello, so we'll just we'll do. Michael yeah, we, McDonald. we can work with that Michael McDonald. Can, though. Yeah, yeah, safe, safe, safe. But no, man, I appreciate you. How are you doing? You otherwise, you good? You good? I'm, I'm good, boy. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm really good, man. I've had a good week. The new season of You is out, so I'm going to sit back. Stalker pro? Is this a yeah, stalker program? Yeah, man, it's 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 fetishizing stalking, but it's a fairly attractive white man, so it's cool, isn't it? it oh, okay, okay. So when it's a yes, yes, yes. If it was yeah. an Asian or a black was, guy, bro, bro, you see, if me and you was doing what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, we would be out of here, fam. We'd be out of here. Okay, I know it's a they, show in it, but still. No, no, but you know. It... But I'm I'm good, bro. I'm good a lot of money gets a lot of money goes to these really funky shows like a serial killer that eats people well, and like you know, bro. Look at that um that that sad story about the young lady is that's gone missing. I think her name is Nicola Bully. Yeah, she's gone I'm... missing, and bro, you're seeing the fascination of true crime actually come come to yeah. life now because you've got people with sharing conspiracies online going to Amateur the last spot she was seen. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like. No, this is a real person that's gone missing. It's not a joke. Yeah, like yeah, yeah don't yeah. don't do that. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed, I wanted to say yeah. one last thing as well. There's a label. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I know you're a vibe, a vinyl guy. Um, um shout out to nineties tapes. Nineties. Oh yeah, no, they're H. Hey, hey, cool. I've bought stuff from um, they're Germany, right? H. Berlin. I bought. I, I made my first order this morning, man. Dude, they released some really good projects, man. Yeah, they do stuff like Bush Babies, who I won the podcast too. Um, yes. they've done stuff for them in the past. They, yeah, I, I like I like what they're doing. The um, 
I ordered the Juggernauts this morning. The Juggernauts. And um, there's a group, there's an album called Life and Time by a group called The Bums that I've never okay. heard, but everyone keeps saying this album is sick. Sick, right, right. And they right, ended right, up right. reissuing it today, so I bought me a copy. Yeah, no, they do, they, do, they do some good stuff, nice tapes. Um, I, it's, it's, it's a good place for if you want to buy some quintessential stuff. Like they did mm-hmm. Cellar Dwellers. Yes, they did. Um, not a long, not a, not long ago. Um, but you know, I'm sometimes I'm. It depends on the project. I'm sometimes a bit bougie, in the sense that I want the original pressing. Not the I was reissue. gonna say. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And, and and my reason only for that is, and I say that having just put in an order for De La Soul stuff today. Okay. Um, you don't have those. I have three feet high and rising. Uh, but I bought it again the reissue, so I have Why? the original. Why? Ah, just because you know sometimes, because well, just two things. One is I like what they've done with the packaging. Um, and is it the like cassette a, itself. Is it like it's a fly. gatefold? No, this is a cassette. I've bought, I bought the cassettes, so I have the cassettes. I've like uh, I think I have Stakes as High cassette. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have Delasol is dead, and I think I have I have three feet high and rising. I definitely because some stuff is still in other places, but I definitely have three feet high and rising on cassette. So I bought some Delasol stuff. The second reason I bought outside of the presentation, second reason is it's money going to them this time, right? So because okay. it's because Reservoir Media shout out to um, what's her name? Jesus, she did Illmatic, Faith Newman, Faith Newman. Thank God. Chat Faith Newman, Reservoir Media, because they got to help them get the rights for their for their um, music. Now the money's going to them, not Tommy yeah, Boy and whatnot. That's true. It's I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not buying it again, though, but I hear you. But some of it is just kind of go, you know what, actually, why not? So I think um, I buy reissues, but I like to buy the originals. I hear you. Well, yeah, I'm the same. But there's this album, The Life and Times, it's uh-huh. really expensive. Yeah, yeah I, can, that, that I can imagine. Like when, when you're buying OG pressing like that, it's kind of hard to find. So. And people jack up the prices, yeah. but I do. I do like my original, wherever pressing, possible, wherever possible. But if I really like it, then I'm just like, yeah, I'll buy the reissue. It's not a problem. And yeah. I think to be fair, like Just Blaze is the one who said to me, "Why do you care about if it's a reissue? Oh, Jesus, enjoy it." And I was like, "All right, okay, you're right." And he was like, "I buy reissue. I don't care." I was gonna like, say, man, Just Blaze got money, man. You, yeah, buy no, the, but... you buy the originals and then and turn around saying us to us mortal people. No, us mortal no, men. I'm just, I'm just saying, like you know. I understand yeah. his point, so I was like, yeah, I should get out of that bougie mentality of... But there's a charm, though, in it, because you have to admit, though, sometimes it's... I don't know, as a, as a musician, the original press, I guess, is, is this is how it was intended. When you're dealing with a reissue, you've got the reissue label, sometimes the quality of the repress ain't the same, and I know I'm sounding like an audio file right now. Um, just just buy whatever you want, innit? That's what I'm trying buy to say. Buy whatever really. you want, whatever makes it... But I think for people who are... who I, I, say, I say this, though, I should be, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess shoes would have had a lot to talk about on this. Um, being that he's a, he's a music connoisseur. Um, you're right about the pressing also the weight. So sometimes like, you know, like you'll get the splatter version of a West side gun, you know, Hitler wears Hermes three, whatever. Right. Yeah. The splatter doesn't make it. Does, sometimes the, sometimes the quality of the splatter or the quality of the color vinyl isn't conducive to the pressing doesn't help or the weight of it changes or whatever, okay. whatever. So like there's, when you go real deep into it for people who like to collect, some people just like, Hey, I just want 128 gram black vinyl. Cause I just like the way it sounds and, and whatnot. Some yeah. people like the colors. The other thing is, is people like to buy vinyl and not open them 
and not play them. And I, wa- I had a question here for Shoes as well, just how he feels about the repress. Because I remember Carr, yeah. um, he, wrote a t- he wrote a tweet one day and he was like, you know, people are complaining about the condition that the records are arriving in. I pack them securely. I know that when they're in transit, sometimes they can get thrown around. And he's made a point. He was like, look, there's people out here that actually want to listen to the album. So if you want a refund, just send me, send me back the record and I'll refund you. Yeah, I mean, that I mean, it can happen. I don't think, to be fair, like, even when I've bought from Discogs or, like, if I bought a vinyl that's come, like, if Alchemist or whoever it is, like, I never have problems with the, the vinyl itself. Like, I don't have a problem with, you know, if this come a cut. I mean, thank God. Sometimes it can happen. <laughs> um, but I like to play the vinyl. I just don't, I've never, I've not had a chance to sit down and open my records, but I love ripping up vinyl, like, when we got this space behind me <laughs> in order to get my wife involved, I was like, oh, uh, here's the Friends vinyl. So it's like the Friends, I bought that. I was like, here's the Friends vinyl. Do you want to play that? Oh, here's a new Kendrick album. Let's rip that open and just like go through the process of sharing. that. To, You're sharing. It's a sharing thing. So I, I you know, oh, oh, shoot, I bought this, you know, five, you know, remember five? No, you know, no, five, 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 five had a couple. Had I've, a got, couple. I've got like five, seven <laughs> inches. Like, you know, um, Keep It Moving. I think Keep It Moving or what, whatever the songs were. But like Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys and like seven inch vinyl. So like I can go, hey, let's listen to that. And and that's, and that's important. I, I found yeah. out the other day, um, there's a vinyl collection behind me. Roxy's got an original pressing yeah. of the listening, bro. Wow. I said, this is my wife. You yeah, see what deep. I mean? I yeah, said, that's deep. That's deep. I, I looked at it and I said, this is why. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. I I, I found. I, mean, I know Knife Wonder found it recently, so I did find it as well. But he uh, he recently found, or he was giving it away. The uh, the Godson uh, Ninth Godson. The, he was like, "I'll give it away for years." I have found one. I've got. I've got one. I've got a copy. What it, it a was fine. giving away vinyl? No, the the CD. He's like, I've got one CD because they didn't Bro. they didn't really press it on vinyl. Well, they did. On Ill Will Records, which is strange to me, even though it, it was like it a, was. Um, I had that CD, and I don't know where it is. Yeah, I had, I, had, I had the double with the one with the second 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 childhood remix and yeah, all the yeah, instrumentals. It would they sold yeah, it on yeah, hiphopsite.com. That's exactly it. They did it exactly. So I think he had that and he's like, I've got this copy, I'm giving it away, whatever. But like music for me is a like finding music and buying music is kind of therapy. It's a journey. It's like I I don't sometimes go in knowing what I want to buy. I just go in and go, where does where am I going? Where am I taking? And I just go through all the different sections. Nineties, <laughs> Britpop, yeah. flipping the Who. Yeah. And if I come across something where I'm like, oh shoot, I know the sample for this, I'm like, I'm buying that. Like there's a program called what was it called? Person of Interest. <laughs> and um I used to watch that. It's on Netflix and some some cop drama. But they had this really good like the Who track. And I was like, what the hell is this song? And it has in the subtitles. Like, I'm gonna buy the original press. It? Yeah, but I was like, I'm gonna buy the original pressing of that vinyl and like the inner Fleetwood Mac and you know. I do that a lot. Music yeah, TV yeah. shows are discovery because it's people like us are now working in the TV sh- like. Yeah, but no, um, I'm not. I'm not donor. I'm not. I'm not on it. I'm, I mean, people. When I say people like us, I'm people, 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 people of our age, people of our age, in it, people of our age. That's there's the reason why Illmatic can be part of Ozark. Man, fuck Ozark, man. You didn't watch it? I've watched it. I don't think I finished it. Um, no, man, Ozark was hard, bruv. Going to what you're saying, people gotta relax. Yeah, pe- pe- but this people is, gotta relax. This is turning into a mini episode on its own. Nice, no, it's fine, bro. Um, people like to hear us talk, man. Remember, yeah, it? we like you, but we don't like you. We like you, we don't like you. Um, this is true. What I was gonna say was like, I think people need to relax on their ranking of TV shows too, man. 
Just it's your favorite. Bro, it? It's your favorite. You know when I realize it's a problem? Uh, I got friends. No. Uh, I don't and have it's not a problem because some of them I love them in it. But I, it's when, I know you don't. Sorry. But when people are asking me where do you rank this in daily conversation, I'm like, all right, okay, enough. Enough now, innit? Like, free me, innit? Free me from this bondage, innit? <laughs> people get so gassed about TV shows, man. I don't know what it yeah. is. I, I don't I'm, know how people do work. Like, bro, I know people who've seen, I swear they've seen every TV show. And I'm like, like, how do you they work, don't work, They don't work. They don't work. Unless they're watching it while they're working, which isn't really watching it because people you can't do that really a lot now. People yeah, do yeah, that a lot. But like, I, I, I don't know, people got to relax. I, I mean, I don't, I keep stopping starting with Ozark. And I think I've got like two episodes left. And I just can't be, it happens, I can't be bro. Jack Jones. I can't be, uh, I can't it be It happens, asked. bro. I'm watching um, Your Honor at the moment, Brian Cranston. Ryan Cranston, my brother told me about that a long Show's time ago. It's a good show. It's a good he, show. Um, he plays. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. Okay, so it. he plays a judge. Just real quick. Yes, he plays a judge in New Orleans. His son is involved in a hit and run, no. but the guy who his son kills in the hit and run is the son of a gangster. Oh, so then the gangster okay. man's like, they basically he he basically covers up for his son yeah. in the hit and run because he knows what will happen to him if my man finds yeah. out. And right. it's really a story about just the moral decay of someone who was what's once a once, uh, a once an upstanding member of society. But it's a real, it's a real kind of inward look because you think to yourself, well, how far would you go to protect someone you love? A bit of like Man on Fire, Denzel. Not Man on Fire, hard, the other hard one. Film. That's a hard film. Not Man on Fire, the other one where his kid goes in the hospital. I don't know. I forget. I keep forgetting. Well, equalizer, isn't it? No, it's not that one. No, no, Equalizer. There's one Sorry, where I'm like, talking, his talking son... rubbish, bro. No, no, it's fine. Equalizer is okay though. Um, I like Denzel. Denzel's that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Denzel, get, Denzel love gets love over here, and come on, breaking atoms, Denzel. No, no, no. It's, it's. You know, I have to say Denzel because you know my. You know, I'm trying to do what you know. The black guy in me, because I always want to be black in it. Um, I love Denzel, bro. Denzel, no, bro. We all love Denzel. No, I love bro, Denzel. Denzel is the only black man out here who can go outside with no shape up. Why? What's what's wrong with the shape? What's bro, the shape look up? Look at his shape up. What's wrong with his shape up? There is no shape up. That's what's wrong. <laughs> and we don't care. I don't understand. That's like, why I wrote on wishful thinking. I said, I wish that Denzel would go and get a shape up. Bro, he's got no shape up. His lines I'm, are a mess. I'm confused. I don't. I. Don't, I, I'm, I maybe I'm missing something here. I don't. Bro, look at look at Denzel's shape up, bro. You've been around his, me. His, uh, his yes, li- bro. Right, okay, he's been around me. You know how my lines get down, innit? it? Denzel okay. has no shape up, bro. No so lineup. Means... I don't care what you call it. Yeah. He ain't got it. So he could be a great actor, but he's he's we put points down on him because he no, doesn't we have don't. a shape. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. The mortal man, the common yeah. person, yeah. would have Denzel's hairline and be out of here, right? Okay, okay, I got then, you, I got you. But I got that's you, Denzel. No, the, Even the, with the lack of the shape up, you're still the guy. Listen, listen, I, I, I found this, the, the movie that I was referring to that it refers to, it's called John Q. I've heard of that one. John Q is a good movie. Okay. Denzel has a number of great movies. Well, classic, he should bro. have won he should have won the Oscar for Malcolm X and he didn't. Of and course, but you, you know why. I know why. And Spike uh, I was talking to my brother about this. He was saying like Spike Lee at the time was saying he didn't want certain people of of a certain uh I guess class, race to review the album because he knew they wouldn't get it. He wouldn't get what they were trying to do. Malcolm X is a movie. I mean, Denzel killed that. But there's Antoine Fisher, there's John Q, there's Man on Fire, there's Deja Vu. I mean, equal like... Training Day, bro. Training Day, American Gangster. 
Like you could just go through Bone Collector, fucking the. I mean, that's a bit scary, and I don't like scary movies. I've watched it through the well, daytime. Grow up in it, but no, I have to. But even that, like, all right, everyone has something. Cri- Crimson Tide, bro. Talk to bro, me. About I'm, Crimson I'm gonna be Tide. honest with you. You're saying a bunch of movie titles I haven't seen, but you know, I think I'm gonna have to do my Denzel oh. research this year. I'm not a movie guy. Do you know, like, see what I love about Denzel on it? He did, he did Malcolm X, and he did Cry Freedom too. I've seen Malcolm X. I've never seen Cry Freedom. Bro, I Cry just watched Taxi Driver the other day. What, uh, De Niro? Yeah. Bro, I yeah, watched yeah, Falling yeah. Down for the first time last year. Falling Down Michael is... Michael Douglas. Uh, when he gets cream when he goes crackpot, yeah? That's Bruv, me. that film was that's hard. Me. That's me. That no, no, no. film was hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Denzel is... Should... I mean, I like... I mean, you know, they talk about De Niro, Pacino, whatever. Get it, I get it, right? Pacino... I'm gonna let's get some film talk in it. Dylan, holler at me. Yeah, let's get some film talk, right? So, Ooh. Dylan Green, because he has real notes. I'll talk. Let's get into some. Let's get into some film talk now. I thought right? you talking about bridging Dylan. I thought, how oh, you know Dylan, bro? Yay, bridging. I know Dylan. Right, so no, shout out Dylan. Shout out Dylan. Dylan Green yeah. and Dylan Banton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, shout out both Dylans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you see, you see, you see Al Pacino in it. He's a good actor. He's revered because he did Scarface. He, you know, he did Godfather. Me, as a snob, when I watch movies, I find that Al Pacino, as great as he is, and this may be sacrilegious, blasphemous, whatever you want to call it, isn't it? Um, like, he shouts a lot, right? And that's not acting to me, just shouting, in it, right? And the thing that was great about him in The Godfather was he kept composure. As he goes on from, like, you know, Son of a Woman, and then he goes on, and then he gets more shoutier and shoutier and shoutier. Like, you look at Heat. Brilliant, great movie. Bro, bear, bear in mind, I, I remember I said I haven't seen any of these in it. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying to you what, what I'm saying is like they talk about Pacino being a great actor, mm. and he is because he can command a screen. And when you think about filming, you talk about framing and all those things, and and he knows where the camera is and he knows how to hold. A pre- He's got great presence, right? But he shouts a lot. When you talk about De Niro, De Niro, De Niro doesn't need to shout. To put, to convey the emotion and what he's feeling and what and they of course everyone's different but Pacino shouts Denzel okay. Denzel can shout his head off but Denzel can be calm and collected and own that screen and ladies and gentlemen Denzel. this is Sumit Sharma speaking I said nothing about Al Pacino Robert De Niro none of them man in it it's him his name is Sumit you can direct I'm, all your I'm hate mail cancellation requests. At this brother here looking like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Look, yeah, look at this look guy. Post Godfather, like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Right? Great movie. Brilliant movie. Pacino's in there. Plays a salesman. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is a great movie, but I love that movie. Shouting. Shouting Pacino. Don't okay. you shout, bro? But MOP shouting, you love them. No, 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 no. MOP are conveying an emotion, right? Pacino shouts every, like, Listen, man, they don't shine every single song like there. I can, I can, they kind of do, but they mash out posse. Al Pacino for the characters, they shout all the time. Like, go back to the calm, collected, like, go to that. No, but not. you know what I'm going to say to you, Nate? If you don't want to hear him shine, go watch something else. That's true. But I love Pacino. I'm just I'm just saying I love Denzel more than I love Pacino. That's yeah, what I like I'm Denzel, man, by default. Like, like, the taking of Pelham 123, which is the remake of the original. Like, Denzel, brilliant in that. So is John I'm going to do my. I'm going to do my Denzel research this year, man. Inside Man. I watched Man on Fire. I loved Man on Fire. Man on Fire. Look, bruv, the great debaters. Oh, my I God. Loved, I loved Man on Fire. I oh. bought it on DVD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, Denzel. I love Denzel, bruv. Yeah, but still got no shape up, but safe. <laughs> no, bro, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. 
you you always know the measure of a man. If he can get through without a shape up, he's good you gravy, know, I bro. Should, I should be scared at this point, I think, because like De Niro and Hove had beef in it when he what? mentioned he mentioned De Niro on the um, Empire State of Mind track. So what's De Niro's problem? He he had beef with the fact that he mentioned his name in a in a not so nice way. Tell Robert went, De Niro to shut up, man. No, no, no. He didn't like. He didn't. He didn't tell like. Him, he, sh- he, tell him, listen, bro. They had words and that. Like tell some him to flipping sh- Mr. Oh, I Chow remember. I had the restaurant in it. Yeah. Tell him to shut up. Tell him I said that in it. You're, up. you're saying that now. Yeah, nah, my name is Christopher Wayne Mitchell, the second son of Eileen and Ansel Mitchell. Yeah, I was born on the same day as Prince William. I even got to give you the birth date. Do your Googles. Oh, who, Tell who? Robert De Niro, I said, shut up. Who, who were you born the same day with? Prince William. Fuck that guy, bro. Yeah, I was born in the same hospital too. Oh, wow. oh, my mum and Princess Diana had the same consultant. That's deep, that's deep. He never come to see me that day, though. Shout out to Diana. But William... Now, bruv, I was saying the other day, yeah. Oh. You see, a Princess Diana had an Instagram. Oh, my day. <laughs> bro, you know what they call bad bitches? Oh, my God. Princess no, we're not, Diana... We're not, do, we're, not, we're not doing Bro, this. listen we're to me. Let me this. finish, innit? No, we're not. Princess Diana would have mash up Instagram, bro. This is you talking. This is this Christopher is, Wayne Mitchell Christ- speaking, bro. Princess Diana would have had Instagram on Smash. Oh my Tell Lord. me I'm wrong, bro. You see when Princess Diana goes to Rock. Imagine Princess Diana at the Rock Brunch. Rock oh Nation Brunch, bro. Oh my God. Imagine oh my Princess God. Diana at the Rock are you, are Nation you, are you Brunch. Seriously, are you seriously telling me that I'm you're, you're having me picture a picture of Snow Allegra and Princess Diana together at the Rock Nation Brunch, which bro. is a t- picture taken by Lenny S. Bro. Oh my Lord. Princess Diana would have mash up Instagram, bruv. Why she would probably like be this, the bro? most followed person on Instagram if she was alive. I was saying it to Roxy the other day. What? Princess Diana in Africa. But you, you're making out like she's putting thirst traps out. Like she no, I'm just not be saying thirst regular... traps. She was a very attractive woman, first of yeah. all. Okay. Secondly, she was a fashion icon, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, a yeah, charitable yeah. work as well. Bro, she, yeah, would yeah, have yeah. Been, she would have been out of here. Yeah, that, that I agree. That I, I, I agree with like the charity Bruv, work can you and imagine all that. If, can you imagine if <laughs> Princess Diana... And Dodie and that went went on holiday and put it on Instagram. It's over, fam. It's over. It's over. Believe me. Oh my lord! I I, don't, I, I think we've descended into into depths unknown, bro. What is no, bro? Pr- listen, this Princess is how I Diana think, at the Rock Brunch with a picture taken Princess by Diana Lenny S. at the Rock Nation Brunch. Okay, would have would have shut down the internet. Do you know what really chuckled me? Speaking of Rock Nation Brunch, is the picture of Tupac. With nah, the that, leafy that background. Me. That finished me, bro. <laughs> and that finished me, bro. People need to relax. People need to relax. Hey, listen, listen, yeah? I don't want none of these internet men to get their hands on my mind. No, none of my fault. Nothing. Please, leave me oh, alone, it's, innit? It's, leave but me alone. It's done, man. You're, you're already in the internet. You're already I know, there. I'm, I'm asking you to leave me alone. Leave. You see me, Christopher Mitchell? Don't put my... Listen. I don't know what's happened today. I think bro, we're both. I think I we're want both you to tired. Go, I want, when we finish, I um, want you to sit down and think about this, yeah? Princess what, Diana what? at the Rock Nation brunch and tell Listen, me. Listen, I got, you... I got a lot of love for Princess Diana, man. Like, I got a lot of love for me Princess too. Diana. But, like, I, I just want to say F William, innit? Like, I don't like no, that. No, but he's an idiot. He's an idiot, bro. He's, he's, he's an idiot he's and he's a ballad. And he's a ballad, yeah? <laughs> he's an idiot and he's a ballad, innit? Like, I don't like the fact I was born in the same day as you, but I can't change that. Yeah, but he's like, he's going for his brother and I like, you know, I don't, I don't know. But man. I'll be honest with you, I don't think, I, I reckon William can fight still. 
you think William can fight? Mm. Oh my god! Well, look at <laughs> right. We see William's bullet. Can you imagine getting a headbutt with that? What? Right across, right across the bridge of your nose. That's you so are bad. Finished. I you did are see finished. Yeah, the internet cracks me up. There's some. There's some funny people out there. No, I dare William, man. Oh, that's an interesting fun fact about you, though. Yeah, man. You know when you do those kind of like when you work in a new place and say you know two truths one lie you should use that yeah but I mean I would in it but I don't care in it okay fine I'm right. also related to Boney M I okay by the rivers I'm, of Babylon they're like my second third cousin something like that I I have I have I have seven inch vinyl of Boney M yeah man they're Mitchells in it read the credits uh, yeah man wow yeah man I I know what to say. Say nothing in it. It's just just Princess Diana at the Rock Nation. No, branch. I don't. don't Mad I likes, don't. bro. Mad likes on IG, <laughs> fam. Oh my god. I can't. I I'm can't, sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. B, B dot B dot and Princess Diana. The bro, you see, you, you're laughing. You're going on like, bro. You see, B dot ever saw Princess Diana. You acting like he won't pull out the phone and take a snap. Of course he would. I, I look, I'm gonna keep it real. I know. I know B dot. I don't think you would have cared. Or who's that? I don't know. Excuse he wouldn't me. have cared. He wouldn't have cared, bro. He wouldn't have cared. All right. Listen. Anytime we talk, anytime I've seen B dot talk to B dot, it's rap talk. It's you know how big would G unit out there? How big would Dips bro, out there? Like bro, the mixtape, this that. It's, bro, it's... Princess Diana was getting shouted out on rap songs in 1996, fam. No, I know, I, I know. I'm just saying. I don't think I don't think B dot would have cared. I just say I would if I was at the Rock Nation branch and I saw Princess Diana straight IG story. No, fam. no, no. For sure, for sure. Like you know. You know, Princess Diana was a jeep. Uh, I got a lot Straight of love up. for. I got a lot of love for. I just, I just don't want her at the Rock Nation brand. Nah, I, I'll be honest with you. When I, I woke up this DJ morning, DJ Khaled, and, uh, no DJ Khaled and Princess Diana, no, no, no I don't bro, want that. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. When I woke up this morning, I didn't think I'd be talking about Princess Diana at the Rock Nation brunch, but I can't get it out of my head now, bro. No, I d then you know Khaled's gonna get her on a song. It's not. No, I don't want that. You get like an ad lib in it. We the best. Princess die. Yeah. Janet, all of that. We the best with the with the Rick Ross, huh? and maybe maybe I know I don't want any of that. She probably do a new tag in it. That Maybach music, Princess Diana, bro. That's she can do it, man. Oh, we've descended into darkness. Right, as always, you can follow us on social media. Outbreak the atoms. Twist Chris's handles at I'm Kinetic. Mine's is at Hip Hop Chronicle. But I'm deactivated, so screw you all. Safe. Um, we appreciate you. Appreciate how shoes. For his time and his candidness. Chris, take care of yourself. We'll, we'll be back do, very man. soon. You do the same. With another episode. Until then, peace. Peace. peace.